Do big name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lugnuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want, selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. Springfield's Classic Rockets, 535, and Tom Petty. With Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. It is, uh, is going to be. It, it, here's the weird thing. I got, I got a notification on my phone this morning at like 3.30. Yeah. It said, uh, heavy snow starting soon in your area. And then uh, no heavy snow started. So I don't know what that's all about. But it's going to be uh, a mix of rain and snow, depending on where you are in the Pioneer Valley, with a high of 48. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 49. It's 29 right now in downtown Springfield. I got some uh, some new information about next week's Mayflower Marathon, which, as you know, began uh, begins a week from yesterday. People still hungry? Yeah. No, they're still very, very hungry, and they're, we're worried about uh, portion control. But uh, there's some new disturbing information out there that uh, we are going to talk about today. Should get everybody ready for the Mayflower Marathon for next week. Ooh, that was like a, like a Dateline tease. Yeah, well, I don't want to let... Uh, I don't want to extend my hand completely and let you know what's coming up. We have or horrible do I? We have horrible or good news to give you. What will it be? Find out on the Bax and Nagel show. See, that's calling uh, calling it a tease. Yeah. Yeah, I'm teasing that information without really giving you anything to chew on. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh That's what we do. It's the stance I want to take from now on. We're edgers. We get we like to edge people. Where do you see the ending oh, climax yeah. of it all? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. On the next live in... Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 553 and Alice Cooper with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. I, uh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, what are you talking about? Well, you know, I have to verify. I don't know why this happens. Every Oh, here's the verification code that just came across my phone to verify that I work here and this is my computer even though I logged into it 25 minutes ago. Um, I uh, You know the little X at the top of that uh, notification? Yeah. I've just been hitting that lately. That works? Eh. Didn't work for me. You do it like five or six times, it works. Uh, let's see if that works. Uh, stay signed in. Yeah, of course that's what I want to do. Uh, and we just got to wait for it to register yeah. all of our devices. And uh, Oh, hey, we're done. Hey, how about that? See? Perfect. Yeah. Now didn't you're you, almost ready to go. You didn't even need the forecast. Uh, by the way, if you missed any part of uh, today's show, check out the daily podcast. It's brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. It's also time for Hollywood Trash, which I should point out is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, Brittany Mahomes could lose her spot on Taylor Swift's squad now that some old hate tweets have surfaced. Hmm? From Brittany Mahomes? Yeah, sure, they're a decade old, but if we learned anything over the past 10, year, 10 years, it's that Taylor doesn't forget anything. Back in 2012, when she was 17, Brittany tweeted this to Taylor, I want to know when you're going to find something different to write about besides boys and relationships. Oh! Man. Tell you what, 
They are never, ever, ever going to get back together to sit in the luxury box. Actually, they probably will. You think so? Yeah. The following year, she posted an angry face emoji along with the phrase, Taylor Swift winning everything. Britney has apparently deleted the tweets, but the screenshots are still circulating and Swifties are not happy about it. So she is going to be off the Swiftie favorite list. You don't want to piss off Tay-Tay. Learned that the hard way. Did you see how uh, Tay-Tay changed the lyrics of her song? Oh, I did. To reflect uh, the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah. I know. I was was in tears when I saw that happen. Karma is a guy on the Chiefs. Man, the crowd went wild. And then she hugged him. Yeah. And everybody went wild. Oh, they went crazy, Steve. She's going to marry this guy. This is my prediction. She's going to marry this guy. This is going to be the guy that's going to do it. And then she'll get divorced from him. Yeah. And then she'll write a whole new album about that. It'll be a new era. It'll be, I'll see you at McDonald's to pick up the kids on the weekend. Yeah. That's the era that she's going to be in. And then she will transition from Jason Kelsey to Steve Nagel. Jason Kelsey? Uh, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, you know what? I was thinking about his brother. Hey, you know what? I could use that bump. You sure could. Yeah. You could use the likes. Uh, think about the think about my cr- I was uh, I was just talking to somebody about this a few weeks ago. I don't I don't need to date her or even touch her. But if she just says she was dating me, even for a couple of hours, yeah, my popularity would skyrocket. Oh my god, you you'd be You'd be getting likes and shares and reviews and stars, and uh, you could even set up a Kickstarter if you wanted to. You know, that's another thing she could make money on. Hey, for $10,000, I'll pretend to be your girlfriend for an hour online. Okay. Isn't that called prostitution? No, because there's no sex being exchanged. It's just the idea of you saying I'm uh, that you're my girlfriend, mm. and I give you $10,000, and uh, we both reap the rewards. And that's when the whores moved in. And that's in. when the whores moved in. <laughs> uh, Anne Hathaway. That's your favorite. Oh, nothing wrong with that. When Anne Hathaway started out in show business as a child, someone told her that her career would, quote, fall off a cliff when she turned 35. At the time, there was probably real truth in that, but she just turned 41 on Sunday and things are looking up for her. She says that thing that has evolved during that time is that more women are having careers deeper into their lives, which I think is fantastic. But she adds, quote, obviously it doesn't mean we should have a ticker tape parade. Someone said this to me the other day. There's so much to be proud of and there's so much to fix. Hey, let me throw this at you. Yeah. Uh, during that uh, quote from Anne Hathaway, were you really paying attention to any of the words that, you were, that were coming out of her mouth? No, I was just see, thinking, there was about, I. Just thinking like, about how cute Anne Hathaway was. That's what I was thinking That's all I'm about. thinking of. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Elordi. That guy. He plays Elvis in the new movie Priscilla, but he turned down the chance to play another American icon. He was asked to read for Superman, but he immediately said no because it's, quote, too dark for me. Too dark for you. Superman. You're going to be Superman, and that's too dark for you? And Elvis isn't a dark character? Elvis died falling off a toilet. All bound up. Yes. Very, very bound up. It's clear he doesn't have a very high opinion of superhero movies, and because of that, some people have labeled him pretentious. He says, quote, How is caring about your output pretentious, but not caring and knowingly feeding people crap, knowing that you're making money off people's time, which is literally the most valuable thing that they have? How is that a cool thing? He'll never get hired for another film for as long as he lives. Not with that attitude. Not, I, in Hollywood? No. Nope. Absolutely not. 
Uh, BuzzFeed put together a list of costumes that actors have worn in movies or TV shows that were uncomfortable, painful, or damaging. Uh, Ryan Reynolds said he wore a motion capture suit for Green Lantern and he that he describes as the most heat-conducting substance known to man. Hmm. Jim Carrey, the makeup for The Grinch, was uh, like being buried alive and took eight and a half hours to do. That's how I felt when I saw the movie. That it took eight and a half hours? <laughs> Sure uh, did. Val Kilmer, his bat suit in Batman Forever was so restrictive that people had to help him sit and stand and he couldn't hear. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, her Black Widow costume in The Avengers was like a wetsuit. She got so hot filming a rooftop fighting scene that she started hallucinating. Jesus. Man. I'd like to see her in uh, the wetsuit. <laughs> I'd rather see her in a dry suit. Uh, can a Seinfeld revival or reunion exist without Elaine, Kramer, and George? Jason Alexander is the latest to comment on Jerry Seinfeld's announcement of last month about something happening. He says, quote, good for Jerry. I don't know anything about it. No one called me. Apparently they don't need George and they may not need Elaine because Julia Louis-Dreyfus and, uh, and I went, uh, do you know anything about this? I just talked to Michael Richards the other day and he didn't know anything about it. So it looks like either Jason is trying to keep a secret, Jerry is prematurely teasing something, or the rest of the cast really isn't needed. I'm going to guess it's just teasing something. I think uh, my, my, uh, what's it, Jason Alexander knows a lot more than what he's letting on. Probably. A lot more. Uh, with the actor strike over, CBS is officially the first broadcast network to announce the premiere dates for the delayed 2023-24 season, which now kicks off in February. So it'll be the 24 season. Okay. <laughs> NCIS and NCIS Hawaii on February 12th. FBI and <clears throat> FBI International and FBI Most Wanted will start their seasons on the 13th. Young Sheldon premieres on the 15th. Oh, along thank with Ghost. God. SWAT returns for its seventh and final season. Blue Bloods also returns for its 14th season. Mm -hmm. And The Equalizer is back for its fourth season on February 18th. Well, thank God we got all those shows that nobody will watch back <sighs> on the air. And this past weekend, Kim Kardashian was in attendance along with many other uh, A-listers at the Titanic star Leonardo DiCaprio's 49th birthday bash. Okay. She must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I saw something, saw something big sink was when Ray J plunged the bottlenose clam shucker into the Pumuda Triangle. And that sex tape <laughs> you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. You know, they never found the things that went over that triangle. They never found a lot of things that went in that triangle. Uh, <laughs> Caitlin? I never got that done dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but she once looked my belly button in the eye. <laughs> she was chin-punching my double-lumped vein bag. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is after she was done giving tonsil kisses to my throat organ, we reenacted a scene from The Three Little Pigs. <laughs> I huffed and I huffed and I blew, blew her blouse, blouse down. <laughs> Ta-da! And that's your Hollywood trash. I'm not going to do it. Right now, months after he committed a couple of stones with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is going to be uh, mostly uh, cloudy today with some rain showers and could you even see some sleet depending on where you are this morning. And a high of 48 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 50. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, I know we've kept it to relatively hush-hush, but uh, next week is the start of the Mayflower Marathon. What? When was this happening? Was anybody going to tell me what day this was going to happen? Uh, Monday at All right. 6 a.m. Fine. I'm glad we've had a meeting about this. Uh, well, we've actually had a few. Uh 
tomorrow we are supposed to be going to Western Mass News to be interviewed by um, Dave Matson. Yes. Who continues to be re- uh, retired but still shows up to work. I don't understand that concept, but that's what he does. I got the uh, Cliff's notes for the interview. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. So that nothing's going to be a surprise. And I and I knew that was probably going to happen because you know Dave is uh, – <laughs> Yeah, he wants to be uh, very thorough and uh, and, uh, and and good on him. You know what we should do? What? All the qu- he gave us the questions he's going to ask us tomorrow. Yeah. So let's just answer them all wrong while we're doing the interview. It's, you, know, you make it very tempting, but uh, you know, I, I I think that when I tell you some of the information that I found out, you, you we maybe not we may not want to be uh, thinking around with it too much. Ah, oh, come on. Uh, food insecurity can be funny sometimes. Yeah, unless it's you who's got, who's got it. Right. Um, I I reached out to, to the Open Pantry. I got some statistics that uh, some of them we've talked about, but some new ones and updated stuff we have not. A while back, we told you that before the pandemic, 8.2% of households faced food insecurity in the Springfield area. Right. Okay. And it had been hovering for like around, you know, 10% you know, for a while, uh, in May of 2020, once the pandemic was already, you know, well underway, it swelled to 19.6%. I mean, think about that. It's, you know, from 8.2 to 19.6. Those rates declined the following year in 2021. In April, it was down back to around 10.7 of that year. Okay. Those numbers went back as recently as last summer. Last June, it was back up to 19% again. And at the time, that meant that close to one in five families in the Springfield area were suffering from food insecurity on on some level. Today, in November of the same year, that number has skyrocketed to 25%, which means one in four families in the Springfield area are suffering from food insecurity. Holy crap. That is well above uh, local, state, and national averages, and that number keeps increasing. So when we're collecting food next week, keep in mind, this isn't just a problem. It's a crisis. When you get to 25% of people in your community who are suffering uh, from food insecurity, not necessarily knowing where their next meal is coming from, that's really alarming, and all the more reason why we hope everybody can participate in the Mayflower Marathon to make sure that the open pantry can operate and do the things that they do. Yeah, and again, you know, the stigma attached to food insecurity, as if you're uh, some uh, lazy person. Yeah, because I've heard that before. I've heard that stereotype. Ah, they're just lazy people. No, it's no. not that. The economy. <clears throat> For all the people who tell you the economy is doing well, yes, it is. For the top 1% people in this country, that's who it's doing well for. For the rest of us that, you know, go to work every day, you know, I notice it too. The the, 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 the amount that my weekly grocery bill goes up mm-hmm. for buying almost the exact same items week after week, you're talking like a 10 to 15% increase every two weeks. It's... It's not just people who are who are poor or or whatever whatever you want to think. Yeah, th- that there's people- you're absolutely right. There's a lot of things that go into this. It isn't just about homelessness. No. It is it is a, a a problem that actually goes beyond homelessness. And the problem that you have is you say, well, one in four. That doesn't 
that doesn't make any sense. I don't know anybody who's, uh, you know, has food insecurity. Yeah. Listen, the hardest thing, the hardest words in the English language are, I need help. Right. Most people don't want to do that. And if they do that, they're doing that as a last resort. Right. But there are plenty of people that do need the help. And to give you an idea of what Open Pantry has been doing just this year alone, typically, we were always told they feed about 30,000 meals per year. This year, they are predicting they will serve 44,000 meals yeah. this year. Again, that's a significant jump. The amount of food that they have on their shelves right now is pretty slim. So that's why the Mayflower Marathon is so crucial for them. It gets them well through the uh, the winter months and into the spring. This accounts for like 39,000 individuals that they're going to serve just this year alone. Yeah. Or up to this point this year, 39,000 people. It's a... It's an unbelievable problem that we have the ability to do at least something for. Yes, and uh, you know, the other thing uh, is, is is not just the open pantry that's suffering. There's other food pantries throughout the the country that mm-hmm. are, that that are falling short on donations and things like that. Because I know that the open pantry does get some a little bit of help from the Western Mass Food Bank, but again, that's all collective things that. Well, my to, to my understanding is that is the food bank is basically the grocery store for the open pantry and many right. other shelters. So you know they they are able to buy food they need for the remainder of the year with the meager uh, budget they have, and and try to restore their shelves. They pay, I believe, it's like cost or just about cost for that food. They get it at a much uh, cheaper rate. Right. But nevertheless, it still is a cost. And if you saw the budgets that they keep, it's these are not deep pockets no. that we're talking about. So cash donations yeah. go very far. And I'm just, and I'm bringing this up because, you know, you now is the time when people are starting to think about, well, what can I do? You know, or, or you know, can we start to putting things together? Like, you know, loophole brewing right now uh, on Thursday at De, uh, DeRay Away is, uh, is got a truck all ready to go for donations for the Mayflower Marathon. Yeah. They're doing that right now and they'll do it this Thursday. So, I mean, it's a, it's a great you know, community event that everyone wants to get involved and, and, and Jeff that owns loophole, you know, is not the only guy. So, I mean, a lot of organizations, a lot of business leaders and individuals like most of you are the ones that make this successful. You know, I was, uh, I was in line once at a Dunkin' Donuts in a drive-thru and, uh, when I got up to the window, the, uh, the clerk was like, oh yeah, that, uh, that car ahead of you paid for your order. And I had uh, two mm. things that crossed my mind. One, I should have ordered more. Yep. And two, uh, that's a nice gesture. But you know what? Stop doing that. Stop stop paying for somebody's order behind you. If somebody is in line behind you at one of those places, they can afford whatever they're buying. Take that uh, take that money you were going to buy me a coffee with or a bagel or whatever the, whatever the heck it was, and then uh, take that, donate it to the open pantry. Do something. Don't do do something better with it than paying for your Starbucks order for the guy behind you who can clearly afford Starbucks. Well, yeah, that's listen. That's all very well and good, but if you've uh, if you've prepaid on the app or have rewards points to burn, uh, you know, paying it forward is not such all a right, bad idea. Now, now you're getting into all these logistics that I, I I'm just the point that I'm trying to make is to, to take the money and do something good with it. You don't yeah, have no, to I get buy it. I get it, but those Duncan reward points that you can stack them, save them, use them how you want. I mean, you could literally, you know, buy well, 
coffee for as many people as you want that, as long as you you know reload the app. And that's a double piggy uh, uh, dipper. The one who is using their app to buy you things to get their rewards. So not only are they buying something for somebody else, they're reaping those rewards and probably getting free things at the end. Donate your money to the open pantry. <laughs> I, I prefer you do that. Or be real generous and do both. Because you could do both. Well, yeah, could do. Well, yeah, like if you have enough money to buy something. Dylan Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he's so good at it. Isn't he? Well, that's his job. Well, you know, yeah. Our job is to just you know, you, you know, read off the weather channel. And Rip. then his is to actually you know make up the weather as he goes along. Rip and read is what we call it. That's what we do. That's uh, If you are familiar with any Hanoush commercials, you can definitely tell that we just rip and read things. I'm sure we'll do a much better job today. You think so? I certainly hope so. You think so. script number two is better than script number one? I certainly hope so. It's magic. Magic, Bax. Magic. I'm making magic here. I'm like David Blaine. I'm David Blaine of the radio. I like inside jokes. You want to laugh? Yes, I do. All right, let's laugh. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. Did you know that the Earth used to rotate without a tilt? No, I didn't realize the Earth rotated without a tilt. Yeah, and then Maya Dom Dom tripped and hit the ground. Oh! Threw oh! it off kilter! Oh, wow! <laughs> nothing that I can't I'm like do. comedian Earthquake. <laughs> That's yeah. Earth. Earthquake. Yeah. Like yes. I'm a Nerf ball. Ah, <laughs> uh, bada bing, God bless. There. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass News. 631 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news and is brought to you by Serview Locksmith. They got a key for that, St. James Avenue in Springfield or servulocksmith.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Two missing children were located in Springfield on Monday, and their non-custodial father has been arrested. According to the U.S. Marshals District of Connecticut spokesperson Matthew Duffy, Puerto Rico police contacted the U.S. Marshals Office in Puerto Rico on October 10th for help in finding two missing children believed to be with their father, who was a fugitive. The children were reported missing on June 6th of 21 after they had not returned home after, after visiting their father, Luis Gonzalez Fontanez. A uh, U.S. Marshal discovered that Gonzalez Fontanez traveled to Hartford and then to a home on Tyler Street in Springfield when the kids were found. Gonzalez Fontanez was then arrested, taken to the Springfield Police Department and charged with a fugitive from justice. He will be returned to Puerto Rico and charged with a violation of penal code. <laughs> code. Uh, Article 121B and uh, unlawful deprivation of custody. Members of the Mass State Police VFOS unit. VFOS? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, oh, I'm Fugitive apprehension. Something. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Springfield Police, uh, Hamden County Sheriff's Office, DCF, U.S. Marshals, the FBI. Everybody's involved. Everybody's going. Mm -hmm. We're all in this together. <sighs> Did this? Um, I mean, I yeah. Obviously, the story doesn't uh, say deeply here, but does this father have any visitation rights to these kids normally? Um. I don't know. See, that would be a question that somebody would have asked. Non-custodial father usually means... Uh, no, that only means that they don't oh, live with him. Right. It doesn't mean that they don't see him. But he, a lot of times, 
you know, parents are, 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 can be estranged from their children. And that's a, you know, that's a bad situation. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know what's going on here. Although all I know is, uh, those kids are back home. Well, thank goodness they're there safe. You go. Uh, two men in Springfield were arrested <clears throat> in, Two men were arrested in Springfield after allegedly attempting to drive away from police investigating a car that local residents reported as suspicious. According to Springfield Police spokesman Ryan Walsh, on Sunday around 2 a.m., police received several complaints of alleged drug activity from a vehicle with people drinking alcohol behind a building on Osgood Street. The building had a no trespassing sign posted. Hmm. Well, that would indicate that they are in violation of trespassing. Officers from the North End C3 unit found a running parked vehicle with two people inside, allegedly drinking alcohol and smoking marijuana, still behind the building. When officers walked towards the vehicle, the driver, later identified as 27-year-old Jadil Morgan of Springfield, attempted to drive away and refused to stop. The vehicle turned the wrong way down a one-way street and then attempted to go in reverse, but was eventually stopped by police. Morgan and the passenger, 23-year-old Jashaka Morgan, Shaka Khan. Shaka Morgan. Shaka Morgan. Shaka Morgan. Police found uh, a loaded firearm from Jadil's waistband and uh, that was reported as stolen from Springfield and 15 grams of cocaine in his pocket. Uh, an ammunition was also found inside the vehicle. Mm. They're charged with a slew of charges and uh, will be facing uh, court appearances very, very soon. Well, hey, uh, you know. I mean, all they were doing was minding their business, right? I mean, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. They were just minding their own business. Smoke smoking, a little weed. Drinking a little, drink little, little booze. That's it. That's all they were doing in a nice neighborhood in the north end of Springfield. I mean, what could possibly be going wrong there? Hey, boys, who wants some more trunk tequila? I got trunk tequila back there. You start saying that out loud on Osgood Street. You're going to have like a whole, you're going to have like a whole tailgate party show up. Everyone's gonna be want to be drinking from your from your truck. Ain't no party like an Osgood party, cause an Osgood party don't stop. Well, until the cops get there. A uh, Springfield man was arrested on gun charges after running out of gas on I ninety one in Holyoke. Oh, womp geez. womp. <laughs> now does he tell the cops? Hold on, let me call AAA. Yeah. And do the cops wait for AAA to show up to at least get more gas in the tank? Uh, I don't think so. It's too bad because I mean that's that's you know part of what you pay uh, that membership for is for roadside service. You ever see that video of the Canadian police chase where the guy's slipping on ice in the car and so is the cop, and then the cop gets out with the robber, pushes the car out of the ice. They both <laughs> get back in the vehicles and then chase each other. <laughs> you think the trooper came up and said, "Here, you know what? I got a fi- I got a two gallon here. That'll get you at least to to Whiting Farms Road over there where you can get the Shell station." <laughs> I'll meet you over there. Listen, if we're going to make this chase worth it. <laughs> yeah. I at least want to give you a chance. Yeah, at least get to a destination. Yeah. Here's, just, uh, here's, here's two gallons right. of of, uh, of, <laughs> of high octane for you. Yeah. Well, it, there, there might be a little water in this. This is one from one of those gas stations. That not really a sanctioned gas station. It's just one of those ones that pops up in the middle of a city. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I didn't know this place was a gas station. Uh, yeah, he uh, on Friday, November 3rd, Trooper Angela Younger of the Massachusetts State Police came to the aid of a stranded motorist who had run out of gas. Good thing she wasn't getting... Hey, I'm not getting any younger here. What are you- <laughs> <laughs> 
According to police, the driver of the vehicle, 25-year-old Jamal Ramos of Springfield, that he was not able to make arrangements with anyone who could assist him or bring him gas. Ramos also did not possess a valid license to operate a oh, motor vehicle. That's, Trooper, that's where they're going to get him. Uh, Trooper Younger verified Ramos's license status and issued him a citation. Now, while searching the vehicle in preparation for towing, uh, Ramos exhibited uh, visible nervousness and refused to step away from his vehicle. It was during the process where a loaded uh, handgun was uh, discovered in the vehicle's glove glove box. It's actually a loaded Gillespie Brescia, or I don't even know how to say. I that. don't even know. That's good. Yeah, they got a lot of nerve over at uh, Twenty Two writing what kind of firearm it was. I'm not a gun expert, and neither are they. Well, maybe they would like to. Maybe there are some gun gun experts that would like to know because if the gun was stolen and you happen to have one just like it, you could say, "Hey, maybe that one's mine." Right? Yeah, I guess you could. Yes, that's why they do it. Lacking both a driver's license and a license to carry a firearm, Ramos was placed under arrest and brought to the Northampton barracks for booking. He's uh, facing charges of unlicensed operation of a motor vehicle, possession of a firearm, blah 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 blah, blah all that good stuff. But. No gas. Yeah, that's the worst. You all, you know, you always have to uh, accommodate for gas. Fuel should be the. If well, you're gonna, if you're going to commit a crime with guns involved, you want to make sure you have enough gas to get away. You don't want to do that with less than a quarter of a tank. You know, he. Uh, the weird thing is, he had uh, what the hell was I just going to say? Oh, he had a sticker on his dashboard that said "Ask Gas or Grass." Nobody rides for free. Well, apparently he hadn't picked anybody up in a very long time. <laughs> it, That's right. It doesn't say ass guns or grass, right? Well, you want to be able to enforce the first rule, right. don't you? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, when you get like arrested for something like that and you have like a weird sticker on the back of your car like mm-hmm. bad cop no donut or you ever see those people? Yeah, Only like a- gay cops pull me over. I've seen that one many times. I love the uh, I love the mugshot roundup on the smoking gun website. Mm-hmm. We just see like a guy with like a T-shirt that pretty much says, uh, "Don't don't you know? Don't look at me. I'm drunk." And it just you know, it says the exact crime in which they were arrested for. Yeah, like you couldn't see that coming. Like the the T-shirt wasn't a good predictor of what was about to happen. Yeah, it, well. That we were talking, weren't we talking off the air last week? Do people's names match up with the crime they've done, or the people wearing the T-shirts yeah. match the crime they do? It seems like that is the case. But I read that book, uh, Freakonomics, mm-hmm. where as much as it seems likely that somebody like, uh, you know, you're 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 you get a DUI and your last name's Logger or you know something like that, right? <laughs> Or you wear, or you're getting a shirt that, like you just said, like I don't know, what would it say on it? Would um, it say, uh, 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 I'd beat my children. Yeah, I beat my children, and you get arrested for, yeah, in fact, beating exactly. your children. Uh, you know, that's or you're like, or the, the one that says, you know, world's number one dad, and you're the worst dad, and in you're the, world. the worst deadbeat that's ever been. Now people uh, need to shop for better clothing. They do. I think uh, if you shop for a, a, a shirt that. Like, I'm the worst dad ever. And then you get the mugshot. You're like, all right, well, nobody's going to pay attention to this guy. They say, already admitted it. They say clothes make the man. Mm-hmm. You want to dress for success. Yeah. Not not dress for conviction. You think there's a men's warehouse version of that? <laughs> <laughs> you 
you're going to like the way you look in court. Yeah, I guarantee it. Uh, Southwick Regional has implemented its cell phone policy for middle school students to lock up their devices while in the building. The policy was put in place beginning on November 8th, requiring students to use pouches to keep them from using cell phones, AirPods, and smartwatches while at school, including lunch. Principal Shorter, oh, she should be hanging out with Trooper Younger. (laughs) Shorter and Younger. Yes. Yeah. Uh, said the new initiative aims to enhance focus, reduce distractions, and create a more con- uh, conductive. Conducive. It says conductive. I believe the word should be conducive. Well, we're going to talk about some 22 news uh, things that they write and say in coming up in a few minutes. Some news faux pas. Some news faux pas. Okay. Anyway, conductive atmosphere for education. I think it's probably conducive. It's probably conducive. The lockable pouches purpose. See, that's where they got screwed up. The pouches purses. The tongue twister. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's the problem. That's how we get all screwed up when we write things. It is to improve learning and social behavior, ensure safety, and promote responsible technology use. A survey conducted by Yonder, the company that makes these lockable pouches, said limited access to cell phones in schools has improved by the following. 65% of schools saw an improvement in academic performance. Okay, if you're the company who's making the pouches, of course you're going to have stats like this. Of course. That's how that's how you sell 80, the pouches. 83% of schools saw an uh, improvement in student engagement in the classroom. What uh, what made you come to this conclusion? Well, it's by how many units we sold to each school. <laughs> and how many were returned. Yeah, 74% of schools saw an improvement in student behavior. But that's not 100%. So... I think you might need to up your pouch game. True. Although it does, I think it does help. I mean, in, in some situations, it has been a good thing to, to lock these things up. Um, at my kid's school, they're allowed to use the phone at lunch. I have no problem with that. Yeah. But, you know, once you're in an academic setting, once you're in a classroom, mm-hmm. the phones have got to go off. Yeah. Like, they got to be stored because kids will... Kids will use them anyway, even if even if they're told, put your phones down, they're still going to go into their backpacks and start fiddling with their phone when you're not even looking. Probably. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be a mix of rain and uh, mostly cloudy with a high, mix of rain and sleet with a mix, whatever. It's 49 for a high. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of, I'm not a meteorologist, 31 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. GG Inkst. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 651 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. A mix of rain and uh, sleet, depending on where you are in the Pioneer Valley. High of 49 today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 50. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 and feelgoodshoplocal.com. Want to hook you up for the holidays. Over 50 local businesses are on that site, and you can do all your holiday shopping from the comfort of your home or from your phone or uh, what have you. Go to rock102.com and sign up to win a $250 gift certificate to Feel Good Shop Local. How does that sound? Ah, that feels uh, great, and it feels good to shop local. A uh, winner will be chosen on December 4th. It's your chance to feel good and shop local with uh, feelgoodlocal.com and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Um, We have a survey. We do? Yeah, we do. Survey said! A new study at Michigan State found that having pets not might make you any happier. 
having them yeah. doesn't make you any happier? Yeah, early in the pandemic of May of 2020, researchers talked to over 750 people three separate times to gauge how well they were coping. In general, pet owners said their pets were definitely helping by offering companionship and affection. But when they also mentioned the downsides, uh, things like cost, worrying about their pet's health, and how they could be a nuisance while working from home. In the end, the study found it was a wash. People who didn't have pets were just as happy overall. Quote, people say that pets make them happy, but when we actually measure happiness, that doesn't appear to be the case. Their theory is that people with pets fill their lives with other interests, and that stuff might make them uh, just as happy as a pet would. So... Um, well, I think you can be happy and not have a pet, but I think you can be fractionally happier with one if your pet's not a jerk. Was this a uh, Corella DeVille was the lead study? Uh... Yeah, I don't, I don't know what kind of animal hater we're talking about here, but, uh, listen, I, I like having my dog around the house. I like him. I like he's, a good, have... he's a good boy. I like having my dog around the house until he gets into something that he shouldn't. And how often does that happen? Pretty much every day. Well, see, there you go. There's always something. Well, have you thought about uh, crate training him again? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to put him back in the cage. Yep. I think you're going to have to. Yeah. Lock him up like a prisoner. Well, you know what? Uh, there are many people that uh, hate that idea, but the truth of the matter is dogs love incarceration. They do. They're, uh... They feel comfortable there. They're, they're the type of people that would run out of gas along the side of I-91 just to go to jail because they heard there was three hots and a cot in there and some things to chew on. And you get fresh, uh, you get fresh uh, clothing every week and a half. That you have to pay for. Well, yes. You but work that off in the prison, uh, you know. Or you work it off the hard way, whatever way you want to you wanna do it. You're making dog treats all day long. That's, That's all it. You, you can't eat any of them. You're just making them. Well, at some at some point, you don't even think of them as treats. You just yep. think of them as a as a, you know, part of your everyday work. Yeah, seventy three cents for the day. But if a year goes by, you'll be able to afford nicer clothes. <laughs> Maybe you get some time out in the yard, you know, to play with other uh, with other dogs that are out there you know, tossing balls and lifting weights. I think uh, I think people buy pets and don't realize the amount of work that it goes in to actually take care of to take care of one. I think that's where the people who don't are like, oh, this pet isn't making me happy. No, the pet isn't making you happy because you didn't anticipate what you were getting into. Right. Because you thought, hey, this is a great idea. I'll get a puppy. How bad could that be? It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, but once they get out of that puppy stage, yes. once, they, once they get beyond that, they're wonderful. Well, I'm six years in, and uh, we haven't left the puppy stage yet. Well, it's going to happen. One of these days. Yeah, sure. By like seven, eight, nine. You're just about the time you have to put him down. It'll be perfect. Yeah. yeah. Three months before he passes away, he was the best dog ever. <laughs> he just sat there and seemed to enjoy whatever time he had left. Yes. Yeah. He just wanted to sit there and hang out with his wang out right on the couch. <laughs> Especially that dog. I'm not. Yeah, that dog. He's a. He's a well off. Yes, you know he what is. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. He's a. He's very popular. He's very popular among the coyotes. Yeah, he's the uh, the Ron Jeremy of the canine the canine world. Oh, what was the uh, somebody sent me this the other day? Um, it was speaking of Ron Jeremy. It was a meme 
And it says, uh, most young people will never know the beautiful voice of Luciano Pavarotti. <laughs> and it's it's uh, it's Ron Jeremy with his <laughs> mouth open. In a, in a moment of passion <laughs> oh, yeah, or yeah. song. Or it's song. one of the two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the two. He's just yodeling. Yodeling. <laughs> it's just about 657 at Rock 102. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aarons, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, whenever I've been unceremoniously canned from a job, I usually have been eligible for an incredibly generous severance package that would pay me up to a full two weeks. How did I manage a sweet deal like that at the time? It wasn't easy, but I must tell you, I took advantage of every bit of it. Granted, it's been a long time since my career hit the skids. However, I have been strongly considering that perhaps that two-week severance package might not be as cushy as it may have sounded 30 years ago. That's when I've been considering, uh, especially what's been happening in college football. On Sunday, Texas A&M University fired head coach Jimbo Fisher after six years on the job. The university had signed Jimbo Fisher to a big, fat 10-year contract two years ago. However, in that contract, in order to get rid of him and keep within the legal provisions of that lawfully binding agreement, Jimbo Fisher will receive a buyout of a record $76 million, 19 of which is due within the next 60 days. That is the highest amount ever paid to a recently fired head coach in college football history. At $76 million, that obliterates the previous record of $21.7 million that was paid to former Auburn head coach Gus Malzahn three years ago. But the $76 million that AM is about to give Jimbo Fisher represents nearly half of the $146 million that has been owed to former head coaches in the top five conferences throughout college football. Folks, for a $76 million buyout, I'd have my desk cleared out by Friday. Add that to my two-week severance package, I'll be out of here in an hour. Now, not that I'm looking to give my employer any ideas, but I think that the things like my resilience, my boundless tenacity, my undeniable endurance, uh, will be virtually ignored when it comes to having to write a check. Thankfully, I appear to be safe for the time being, but if anybody wants to talk about adding a Jimbo Fisher-style buyout to my existing contract, I would be more than willing to listen to a few offers to make that happen. So I'll just sit by the phone and wait for management to make that first move. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Craftsman hand tools have a lifetime warranty. Craftsman hand tool sets are on sale right now for 15 bucks at Rocky's. A crescent wrench setter, a socket set, 15 bucks at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back, so that's my view. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 708. And Journey with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mix of uh, rain and sleet this morning and a high of 49 for the day. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 50. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. Now, I am uh, reading this story here on 22 News. Uh, let's see. West Springfield Mayor Will Reichelt has now been added to the uh, growing list, saying he no longer believes the town should continue with a a minute. I can't say this. What are you, you know trying what? to say? You know what? I'm going to have uh, I'm going to have uh, Nick Oresco from 22 News just read this for me. Okay. Okay. Oh, where are you? Are you got audio? Oh, there? Yeah, okay. Okay. Try. Uh, try that. Ready? 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 Okay. Yeah. Springfield Town Council President Edward Sullivan says he is no longer believing that the town should continue with the amended de- dominant or domain taking of a Springfield Diocese property at this time. In a- 
I believe it's eminent domain. Is that what it is? Yes. Can you imagine if Roger Daltrey were unable to sing this because he couldn't get to... Well, actually, it's Pete Townsend who sings this. Yeah. Yeah. If he couldn't say eminent. Yeah. I got this clip yesterday off TV. Yeah. And I had to share it with everybody. Because Is that why you made it a TikTok video? Yes. Listen, I'm the kind of guy who pronounces uh, debris debris. Sure. I do that for entertainment purposes. And then there are some times where I screw up words because I really don't know what they say or what they mean. But mm-hmm. I'm also not a professional uh, news person. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not the type of person that really needs to read before I say something. I usually can uh, glance at something and go, okay, let me uh, take a shot at this and see how well I can do at it. Well, the bar of expectation for you as a journalist is actually quite low. Yeah. uh, Simply because of what we do here. Yeah. Yeah, And that's that's good. I mean, I think you fulfill that, uh, that need, that obligation very well. But when you're a news anchor. Yeah. And you're on the desk. And there's going to be a graphic right next to you that says eminent domain. You'd like to think that at the very least, you know how to pronounce well, uh, eminent domain. I'm wondering if it was him or it was the teleprompter. Like whoever loaded that teleprompter might have misspelled something. Mm-hmm. You, know, because I have, you have to imagine that uh, doing that job, yes. being on camera all the time, like you- you're you're more worried about how you look yeah in front of people true and then you're not really paying attention to maybe what's going on in front of you like that uh, that teleprompter thing you that's just something you normally do all the time every mm-hmm. day and then all of a sudden it's kind of like the Ron Burgundy uh the go f yourself San Diego line right because somebody put that in the teleprompter at the end this uh, might not be Mr. Oresco's fault. This could be, uh, very well be, uh, the fault of a producer. Or, it could be. Yeah. It, you, you'd never really know. I, I do know that back in the 80s, back when I used to work at a TV station, um, the news anchor would get the script, and uh, while they were getting beautiful, yeah, they would actually read the script. And if there was something that they couldn't pronounce, they would ask around, hey, how do you say this? And everyone would tell them, well, that's uh, eminent domain. And mm-hmm. you think, oh, well, thank you very much. And they, and they would mark the script so that when it went past them in the uh, in the teleprompter, they could they could say it correctly without screwing it all up. Yeah. Well, but he obviously didn't read ahead of time. Or it just did what normal human beings do and have a big giant brain fart in front of the dozens of people that are watching at any one given time. No, no, no. You're thinking of the way you address the Pope. No, 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 Steve. That's uh, your eminence. No, no, no. You're thinking of the guy who sang Lose Yourself. No, no, Steve. That's Eminem. You're thinking about the candy that melts in your mouth and not in your hands. No, that's M&M's. <laughs> No, 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 Steve. You're th- you're thinking about the company that makes the tape. No, no. Uh, 3M. Oh, no, no. You're thinking of 3M. <laughs>
Uh, no, no, no. You're, no, thi- you're thinking of the gun that was confiscated from the guy who ran out of gas on the side of uh, I-91. No, no, Steve, that's a 9 millimeter. Yeah. You're thinking about the three Italian guys that could sing uh, in, a, in a classical style. The three, three tenors? Three tenors. Oh. From from 3M to 3 tenors. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about that candy bar that uh, my kid doesn't like that was uh, abundance left of them in the bottom of a candy bag. No, 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 Steve. That's three musketeers. Uh, no, this is, uh, I don't even know where I'm going. Those are the that. kids that would follow that mouse around on the Disney Channel. No, those were just the musketeers. The mouseketeers. Mouseketeers. <laughs> they could have been musketeers. They could have been. Think. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I... I I, I tend I try not to want to make fun of these these folks, but it's just so damn easy. Well, listen, uh, we don't you don't still have the, uh, the 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 audio from last summer, like right before the uh, the Free Music Friday concert series, when a certain somebody couldn't uh, pronounce a brain damage. Shh, shh, I might have that. Really? I might have that. Uh, you just got to give me like two seconds okay. to get it ready. Uh, One Mississippi. Uh, no, you uh, need to give me like 10 seconds to get it ready. 10 uh, seconds? Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Where, are, where is uh, Where is this? Uh, where is this? Oh, here she is. You okay, ready? yes, I'm ready. Free Music Friday is coming back to MGM Springfield. Every Friday from May 26th through September 8th, the casino will host the area's most popular bands at the Plaza at MGM. The 2023 season will kick off with the popular... It cut off? It cut off. And tribute oh. band, Brian Damage. Brian. Other favorites include Trailer Trash, Brash Attack, or rather Brass Attack, and Aquanet. 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 Aquanet and Brash Attack. And Brian Damage. Brian Damage. Brian Damage. Brian Damage. Aquanet. I, I, uh, tra- trailer Trash even, uh, she even mispronounced to a, what she caught herself. I'm going to take you by... Moo moo, here he is. Here he is. Here he is. Okay, all right, ready. Council President Edward Sullivan says he is no longer believing that the town should continue with the amended, 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 dominant Springfield Diocese property at this time. All right, see. You know, it uh, it happens. It happens to the best of us. Oh, yeah. It Listen. seemingly happens more at 22s than anywhere else on the planet, but it happens to the best of us. Listen, there are times when things have come out of my mouth. I didn't know where that came from, and it just blurted out. And do you think we're we're going to be uh, complaining about the fact that they didn't come down and cover the Mayflower Marathon <laughs> next week because we've been uh, blasting the crap out of them all week? No, of course Are you sure? Not, no. Are you sure? Please. You sure they don't hold grudges like that? They don't. 22 and yeah. holding grudges holding against the Rock 102 Morning Show? I, yeah. I can't even imagine such a, oh, such a thing happening. Horrible. They're horrible people over there. No, they're not no, horrible us. people. They're talking about us. Oh, yeah. No, we're horrible people. Yeah, I'll be the first to admit that. That's what they're saying over in the newsroom in their meeting. All right, that Nagel had a point. You need to get more information on this. And B, they're horrible people. Yeah, over uh, yeah. There. You, you can't you can't yeah. afford mistakes because uh, Bax and Nagel will point out that you can't pronounce eminent domain. I would love to be a fly on the wall at today's meeting. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about us again. Yeah, and we're doing it. It's also a possibility that they're just going to be you know everyone at the, at the, at the desktop is going to be playing Eminence Front by the Who when Nick Oresco walks in. That would be sweet. 
Come on and join the party dressed to kill. Are they going to play the Aquanet version of this? I don't know. Yeah. Does, Brian Dema- does, does Brian Damage do a version of this too? Uh, I don't know. I think he used the. <laughs> 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 It's 718 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 726 in Elton John with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he is so much better. You know, a lot listening to the uh, the the, uh, the show every day is, uh, is not a big deal. I mean, we realize you might have other things going on in your life, but you can always go back and listen to the podcast after the show is done and listen to it on your timetable when it's convenient for you. It's brought to you by... Marcotte Ford, they got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals, and Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is Roger Joseph Manning Jr., formerly of the band Jellyfish. This is a guy that has toured with everybody from Beck to uh, to Johnny Cash to Roger Waters. He's written music for uh, Ringo Starr and for Brian Wilson. It's an amazing talent, and uh, Jellyfish's second album, uh, 1993's Spilt Milk, in my in my opinion, is maybe one of the greatest unheard records of all time. It's a cult classic and definitely worth checking out. You can hear all those podcasts on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on rock102.com. I'm reading this thing on the Massachusetts subreddit of Reddit. Yeah. Regional foods for Christmas gifts. I'm from Southern California. I've lived in Boston for 10 years. I like to get my family members regional food items from New England for Christmas. I've done it twice so far and have sent saltwater taffy and Vermont maple syrup. Both have been a big hit. Sure. I usually need about 10 gifts, uh, some for families to share, and try to keep each gift under $20. Does anyone have any recommendations? Yeah, good luck trying to find real maple syrup for under 20 bucks. Well, uh, fluff and maple syrup candy was what somebody uh, suggested. Maple syrup candy is a lot cheaper than just getting a whole jar of pure maple syrup. Was that like $30 a gallon? It's expensive. Yeah. Maybe uh maybe a a tub of uh, marshmallow fluff. That's uh, a that's a, a regional thing. That and maybe some table talk pies and you're done. Well, how about this one? Coffee milk syrup from Rhode Island. Oh, delicious stuff, man. Delicious. That crap you and Marty like. It's awesome. It's disgusting. The coffee milk? Yeah, it's syrup. It's just syrup. It's just yes. sugar. That's all it is. It it's tastes like, like a nice coffee for kids. Iced coffee for kids. Yes, it's D- delicious. Do you really think kids need all that caffeine? Oh, I was totally wired when I was a kid. This is really totally wired. How come your metabolism wasn't that fast? Well, that's, you had uh, all that uh, damn uh, sugar uh, to go along with it. Might have been a glandular issue. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, there was a couple other things. Maple syrup. We make maple syrup here in Massachusetts, west of four ninety-five, where the dragons be. Someone wrote that. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. There's no dragons here. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Uh, whoopie pies from Maine, marshmallow fluffed stuffed cohogs, Necco wafers, Toll House cookies. Why is Toll House from Massachusetts? Is that or from New York? No, you've seen the Toll House right there on the Route Five in West Springfield. Yes, that's, that's where the cookies are made. Isn't it, it? I told you they don't call it the Toll House anymore. There's still a sign on the on the building though. It's still across from Bob's Court, Bob's Apartments. <laughs> I uh, swear to God, that's where the uh, the Toll House cookies were made. Lobster, steamers, clam chowder. Okay, but how are you going to send this stuff through the mail? You can't st- send all. You can't stuff uh, clam chowder in the mail. <laughs> 
How are you supposed to lick the, all the stamps? <laughs> Somebody in California gets a box that's just dripping with like <laughs> wide, uh, dried white yeah. goo, and they're like, "What? What is this?" And you open it up, and it's like, "Oh, it's oh, it's from my friend in Boston. Yeah. Got me some clam chowder." Oh, look at this—a rancid lobster yeah. that's been sitting in a box. What's for four days? <laughs> What's brown bit? Brown bread? What is that? So brown bread yeah. is—it's a kind of. Uh, it's literally made like in a coffee can. Yeah. And it's it's got molasses and and uh and uh, raisins in it. It's actually it, it's like a boiled It's like a boiled bread. Okay. I've never had it before. I've had it. It's similar to what uh, I told you uh, like a few weeks ago my my grandmother making suet pudding. Would that be worth sending something to somebody as a you know, a, like a representation of where you live? It, it is I would not do it because it's the kind of thing where you got to be sure someone really likes molasses and raisins. Because if you don't like that, you're not going to like this. Yeah. I'd, I'd be sending out Applebee's gift cards. That's an act of aggression. This is exclusive to New England. You might fi- Actually, they're expanding. You might find them all over the country now. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, Chelms- this guy says Chelmsford Ale. That's like 99 cents a bottle. I never had Chelmsford Ale. Before. I never had it. Uh, I did a Yankee swap of local foods one year. I went to a food specialty or a gift shop that had a buy local section. I know a Whole Foods puts on local tags on their shelves. Places have, that have come to mind are Formaggio Kitchen in Boston. Uh, they're naming all these places that don't that are not even around here. What would you send from around here? I guess that's my question. See, I'm trying to think if we have like a regional food item here. Well, we have like uh, like Frigo sauce. Like you could send that, like a jar of that to somebody. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you could do that. Yeah. But off the top of my head, I can't really think of like one thing that screams Western Mass. Well, you open up, a, let's say you're in California, you open up a box and there's a fish sandwich and $10 inside. Oh, you're well, from Springfield. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's freshly caught right from the Connecticut River. That's lip smacking good. That, you're talking about the 10 bucks, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. The other thing was uh, it fell off a truck. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert fork. 735 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Two missing children were located in Springfield on Monday, and their non-custodial father has been arrested. According to the U.S. Marshal District of Connecticut spokesperson Matthew Duffy, Puerto Rico police contacted the U.S. Marshal's office in Puerto Rico on October 10th for help in finding two missing children believed to be with their father, who was a fugitive. The children were reported missing on June 6th of 2021 after they had not returned home from visiting their father, Luis Gonzalez Fontanez. The U.S. Marshal discovered that uh, Gonzalez Fontanez traveled from Hartford and then to a home on Tyler Street in Springfield when the kids were found. Gonzalez Fontanez was arrested, taken to the Springfield Police Department, and charged with a fugitive from justice. He'll be returned to Puerto Rico and uh, will be charged with a violation of a penal code. Code. And unlawful deprivation of custody. Members of the Mass State Police VFAS unit, the Springfield Police, uh, Hamden County Sheriffs, the FBI, the DCS... The uh, the NASA, uh, all those places, yeah, contributed right. to helping all the all the acronym agencies. You know, you gotta uh, you gotta stay within the law. You know, that's the thing uh, when it comes to like uh, you know 
visitation or what have you, you're going to kind of stay within the boundaries because they'll make it virtually impossible for you once they catch up with you. That's true. You actually make it worse (laughs) by trying to make it better as opposed to waiting out the legal obligations of whatever situation you may be in. You should should be uh, this guy's advocate. I don't. Uh, I, I. I can't. I. I'm, I got too much going on. Oh, I, got, yes. I got a marathon to attend to. I got celebrity bartending uh, this week. I got to go a hockey game. I, I got too much. I got things going on. Yeah. Besides, I'm sure he's got a court-appointed attorney that will do every bit as good, if not better, than me. Yeah, I'm sure those court-appointed attorneys they really uh, come to come to bat for you. Well, many of them do, Steve. I've seen enough uh, date lines to know that uh, sometimes the court-appointed guys are the, better than the, the big the big guys. The better ones. The better ones. The ones that cost more money. Uh, two men were arrested in Springfield after allegedly attempting to drive away from police investigating a car that local residents reported as suspicious, according to Ryan Walsh. On Sunday around 2 a.m., Police received several complaints of alleged drugged activity from a vehicle with people drinking alcohol behind a building on Osgood Street. The building had a no trespassing sign posted. Officers from the North End C3 unit found a running parked vehicle with two people inside allegedly drinking booze and smoking weed still behind the building. Jeez. When officers walked towards the vehicle, the driver, later identified as 27-year-old Jadiel Morgan of Springfield, attempted to drive away and refused to stop. The vehicle turned down the wrong way on a one-way street and then attempted to go in reverse, but it was eventually stopped by police. Morgan and the passenger, 23-year-old Jashaka Morgan of Springfield, was was arrested. Jashaka Khan. Jashaka Khan. Uh, police found a loaded firearm from Jadil's waistband that was reported from Springfield and 15 grams of cocaine in his pocket. Uh, ammunition was also found inside the vehicle. Yeah, I'm looking at a, uh, at a picture of the gun and uh, and the and the bag full of cocaine. Boy, I tell you what, uh, you know, you just, I mean, you're outside, you're hanging out, you think you're just having a good old time on Osgood Street right there mm-hmm. up in the north end, minding your own business, smoking a little dope, and you're thinking, what could possibly go wrong now? And then, boom, all of a sudden, the cops showed out of nowhere, and they, uh, you know, they track you down. What a bunch of buzz kills. No kidding. Damn cops. You know, breaking the, up our party. Yeah, l- listen, other than the guns and the illegal narcotics, that is a law-abiding uh, assembly of people in the North End. I uh, I don't see, uh, you know, they're, they're just, they're keeping quiet behind a building yeah. that nobody's using. If you can separate these individuals from all of the illegal things that may or may not have been going on, then there would be no reason to harass these people at all. I saw some hoodlums getting in trouble in Huntington yesterday. In Huntington? Yeah, I'm driving down the street, and he's, uh, some of these uh, look like high school kids uh, walking down the street. Uh-huh. I, I witnessed them pick up the traffic cones that were in front of the now-closed uh, Huntington Country Store. Mm. And then they were wearing them on their heads as they walked down the sidewalk of the street. So they they basically stole the cones. And then uh, apparently they threw one of the cones at a guy driving a car down the street. And that ensued, That's aggressive. That, uh, that ensued some sort of uh, argument. Uh, and then there was police activity. And mm. then I decided to not uh, put my nose in it because I really didn't care. But uh, these kids, man. These kids, uh, next thing you know, th- that's the gateway. Mm. Wearing a cone on your head is the gateway to hanging out behind an abandoned building with a no trespassing sign. You know, if I were driving through a neighborhood that I didn't know very well, yeah, 
I mean, Huntington would be one, I suppose. But let's say it was I was in the North End. I, I don't. I've haven't spent a lot of t- good time on uh, Osgood Street, for example. Oh, really? But let's just say that hypothetically, someone threw a road cone at my car while I was traveling uh, down Osgood Street. Let's say I was trying to get to a uh, Carew Street. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I cannot imagine a situation where I would pull over and give that person a piece of my mind. I. Uh, like a good citizen would just keep driving away. Yeah. To avoid such potentially dangerous confrontation. Well, that's what I did. I saw these kids steal the cones and I'm like, that's none of my business. And mm. I just kept driving. No. And good thing I did because then they got into a confrontation with another driver. And you would have had been dragged into court. Yeah, I don't want to be dragged into court. Why should you be involved? I just want to watch from afar and make uh, sweeping generalizations and snap judgments against these hoodlums. Steve, you built the whole career out of that, and you've done a pretty damn good yeah, job doing see? it. Yeah, do- I'm going to continue to do that. No reason to change things up now. No, I'll uh, I'll never get involved. I'll just watch you from afar and make fun of you. Now, there are some law uh, you know, professionals, uh, you know, first responders, uh, uh, constabulatory, who would say that that's a terrible uh, approach to crime, that if you see a crime, report a crime. Nah. Nah, I'm okay. Not involved. Yeah. I'm, listen. It depends on what I got going on. It depends on what crime it is, and uh, how and much, where you are, and where I am, and uh, what kind of danger I'd be put in if I was the one to make the call. Yes. Exactly. There you go. See, that's a that's a good citizen right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, ninety percent of of incidents that happen, uh, if you just mind your beeswax. And don't get involved. Oh yeah, you're probably uh, you're probably not causing more problems to happen. You know what I mean? Like uh, you're creating problems if you get involved. Yeah, but like I said, there are there are plenty of people, you know, police and whatnot that will tell you that to uh, turn a blind eye and not report. Yeah, is actually doing a disservice to crime numbers in our area. You're going with that whole terrorism thing. If you see something, say something. I'm you just know, playing that. devil's advocate here. I wouldn't get involved in any of that stuff. You know, I have that T-shirt with uh, John Cusack on it, holding up a bomb in the air, and it says, "If you see something, say anything." Isn't that neat? I like that. Like he's like he's, he's uh, all hold Roy, up. What's like his name? Like, Roy. Uh, what was the the, the character's name? Uh, yeah, I think it was like Roy, but he's playing like Peter Gabriel. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's got a bomb on his head. With yeah. a, it was like a bunch of dynamite with a clock on it. <laughs> uh, hey, built in the 1800s, more than 250 acres of land, an antique colonial home in Brimfield overlooks a pond that includes hundreds of apple trees and is the most expensive home for sale in Hamden County. I always forget that Brimfield is still in Hamden County. Yeah, it, it's in, in the the first one in Hamden County, the first town. Yeah, yeah. And the weird thing is Chester, Mass, is in Hamden County, even though it's right next to my town, which is in Hampshire County. Hmm. It's weird how the map works. Of that, yeah. Of that thing. But anyway, uh, Cheney Orchards has been in the family for over a hundred years with farmland, two ponds, and a gravel pit. The property sprawls both sides of Apple Road and Brimfield, including four acres into the town of Warren. The house mainly contains uh, the ho- the main house contains four to five bedrooms and four bathrooms with a screened-in porch. The home has central air and oil-fired forced hot air heating mm-hmm. uh, for the low price of two point nine million dollars. All right. You know what? I'm looking at the house. It's a nice joint. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I we would all do well living in a house like that. But I'm not spending two million bucks in that place. 
Yeah. I'm not. I'm just, I'm simply not doing it. Yeah, I'm not doing it's it. It's not either. a $2 million. I mean, some rooms are quite uh, quite nice. Uh, the views are spectacular, but, uh, I mean, you got some dated curtains yeah. and wallpaper up there. You, you know, got you got a second kitchen that looks like it was done in 1975. I mean, it is a beautiful home, but I think the $2.9 million is the idea that you're probably going to make money off the apple orchards and the uh, gravel pit that's there. You know, I know we oftentimes make fun of the uh, the outlying towns, uh, like Munson, mm-hmm. Brimfield, uh, some of the others. But if you ever look at some of the real estate that's in those towns, uh, it'll knock your socks off. And I mean, not just talking about the, uh, the the dilapidated shacks that are mm-hmm. out there. I'm talking yeah. about you know the uh, the expansive manses that are out there. Looking oh yeah, to, yeah, yeah. That, that could that could be sold for two million duck bucks without blinking an eye. You know, there's some properties up by uh, up in the hills, up mm-hmm. in the mountains. Beautiful, beautiful homes, and you're like, who is affording this kind of thing? And then you, you kind of you know check out some property records. Yeah, they're like uh, like realty company, like corporate owned. Could be celebrities living there. Could be. You never know. Yeah, I like to go on Zillow every now and then to see like who who one of the most expensive houses in my town, just to you know just to for for laughs. Yeah, I'm never gonna spend a million dollars on a house. Yeah. I may never even get to the point where I spend a half million dollars on a house or anywhere close to that. Oh, you it, will. You know why? Because that's the way the market is going now. Eventually, you're going to buy, so you're going to have to sell your house and buy something else. And the median price is going, yeah. to, which it is right now, like 500 grand. When I look at what my house is worth as opposed to what I paid for it yeah. six years ago. It's like it's 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 like that couldn't possibly be the same house. I mean, that's a good thing. I'm it's not a, complaining it's a about good it. Good thing that uh, you're in that thing. But if you were to go to sell it, where else are you gonna buy? Because everything is is either your price of your house or more. Yeah, but I would have but I would have had more in equity in this house to spend on another house. And do you know the Munson man? I do. The one in Drury Lane. No, the one who's fueled by crack cocaine. Oh, that's yeah, the one that's, that's uh, the one. that's the one we talk about all the time. That's the Munson man we're about. You might be right. Yeah. When a police chase ends in the center of town with a traffic pole turned over. Right. That's the Munson man we like. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today uh is eventually gonna be sunny for the rest of the day. High of forty eight tomorrow, sunny with a high of forty nine. It's thirty three right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock One O Two. Oh yeah. Get checking that. <laughs> Rock 102, Springfield Classic Rock at 755 and Foreigner with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny today with a high of 48. Sunny tomorrow with a high of 49. It's 33 in downtown Springfield. Uh, as you know, there's a big uh, event coming up on Friday, December 15th, the uh, Not-So-Silent Night ticket giveaway uh, for the Not-So-Silent uh, Night to show for the Medic Now Foundation. Uh, it's going to be at the Elks Lodge on Tiffany Street in Springfield on uh, Friday, December 15th. We happen to have a pair of tickets uh, to that show that can be yours if you are the 10th caller at 293-1021. Good luck to you. You want to uh, you want to be the uh, you want to do that caller nine thing where we just like totally humiliate the person um, when they get to caller nine and then we'll record it and then we'll play it back on the air. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love That's doing that. I love doing it. I love it. doing that. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Start from the beginning when I, you know, when I, when I hit it, say one, and yeah. then we just keep going on, so people realize that we, I legitimately we do, am we counting. We do go through the the numbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, we can do that. 
Okay. I think that'd be fun. All right. Well, well let's do it. Peel the curtain back so everyone can see what the the wizard is doing now. Peel back the banana. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's uh, seven, just about 757 what, on Rock 102. Wait, what was it last week? Was the uh, Kim Kardashian was the aardvark? Uh, wasn't what was the, what was <laughs> something of the aardvark's nose, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Peel back the skin. <laughs> Pax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? You have all the many problems currently being felt by the New England Patriots this week, and there are many. I find it interesting that among the first moves they make... Excuse me, after losing to the Colts in Germany on Sunday was to waive a guy who just five months ago was arrested for trying to smuggle a couple of guns into his carry-on luggage as he tried to board a flight account at Logan Airport. They didn't waive the quarterback they've had a bench three times. They didn't waive any of their ineffective offensive linemen, nor did they make any sudden moves to their coaching staff. Instead, they released a quarterback, Jack Jones, after he allegedly missed curfew on November 4th, just before their game against Washington, which they also lost. Now, that was 10 days ago. They didn't show him the door when they failed to check into the hotel. They certainly didn't boot the dude off the team when he tried to store a couple of firearms in the overhead compartment or underneath the seat in front of him. No, sir. The time to unload that sort of dead weight apparently was right now. Months after he committed a couple of uh, felonies. Now, it is true that the guy was exactly a team player, and it's true that he had a long history of acting like a dope. But it seems to me that some of that behavior should have been dealt with long, long ago, and that the problems facing the team have very little to do with Jack Jones being able to tell time or having a working knowledge of the Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution or any of the current gun laws in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. See, when I think of the Patriots, I don't really see Jack Jones as your primary source of dysfunction. I see that sort of thing lying elsewhere. You see, if you can't deal with a disgruntled player who represents a toxic presence in the locker room, how are you supposed to manage anybody else? You can't. Now, if you could just find a way to waive the remaining ineffective players on the team and replace them with guys who have things like skills and athleticism, then we might be ready to get back on track. Meanwhile, Jack Jones is going to have to figure out how to get all his guns past state lines without committing any more potential felonies, because that's the sort of thing that might damage his reputation. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You're not neglecting your chainsaw, are you? Because Elliot, the Island Pond Rockies, is a steel train technician. He'll help you take care of your steel chainsaw or your steel blower. Go see Elliot. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 8-11 and Blue Oyster Cult with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. going to be sunny today with a high of 48 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 49. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. Reading this article on uh, Mass Live this morning. It started with a high school petition. Students at Foxborough High School urged community members this spring to consider rebranding pointing out that the school's mascot, quote, depicted a nonspecific Native American warrior. This mascot objectifies and promotes a stereotypical image of a culture, heritage, and ethnicity of approximately 900 diverse Native nations that continue to be part of our United States. 
Uh, this is according to the petition. Those voices now join a long fight to get the state to remove Native American mascots from public schools altogether. Mm-hmm. The request to remove Native American uh, mascots from schools has been ongoing for 50 years. That's according to Alaska Native Rhonda Anderson of the Western Massachusetts Commissioner of Indian Affairs. When Anderson joined the struggle two decades ago, she said there were over 90 schools still using Native American mascots. Today, according to the New England Anti-Mascot Coalition, uh, 23 schools across the state still use Native American-themed mascots and uh, nicknames and logos. On Monday, the Joint Committee <laughs> committee on uh, Education heard from Anderson and other Native community leaders and residents who urged legislators to ban the use of Native American mascots in public schools and across the Commonwealth. If the bill is passed, Massachusetts would join Maine, Washington, and most recently New York as states with such a ban. Mascots are supposed to be animals or mythical creatures. We are people, said Fairies Gray, Sagamore of the Massachusetts tribe tribe of uh, Punkapog. 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 Okay. Gray and Anderson, among others, spoke in support of the bill, urging members of the committee to consider racial, ethnic, and social implications of using Native American mascots in public schools. Classifying us with these negative stereotypes doesn't celebrate our heritage. It only perpetuates our violent history. Say, State Senator Joanne Comerford, who uh, represents parts of Franklin, Hampshire, and Worcester County, said uh, Representative Brandy Fluker Oakley of the 12th District in Suffolk County presented the bill and spoke at the hearing. These mascots promote stereotyping at a young age, Fluker Oakley said. The, only, the reason we retired Aunt Jemima name in the image should be the same reason we retire these mascots. You know, I can see both sides to this thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I've i always thought, well, isn't it kind of honoring uh, Native Americans to have that as a mascot? But well, apparently that's not the case. Apparently some of these tribes feel like we're being used as trophies versus, like, you know, mythical animals that, that are used mostly as mascots. Well, I I agree with you. There 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 are arguments on on both sides. I mean, like for example, like when the uh, the Cleveland quote unquote Indians had uh, Chief Wahoo as their mascot. Yeah. All right, I can see where that's probably somewhat culturally insensitive. You mean and, the red faced Indian that didn't really look like an Indian and yeah, had, like, cartoonish like with feathers, with an on enormous his hair? smile yeah. that baseball yeah. was being played on his native land. I mean, yes, I can understand where that may be seen as offensive, but I also have seen instances where nicknames have been changed in spite of very, very little connection to Native American groups of, of any kind. Yeah. They just they'll just change them on the outside chance it offends anybody, and I kind of see that too. Is like, is that always necessary? Is is there a way to to think of this as not as a uh, not as a negative, but like you say, is there a way to think of this as honoring you know what may be a regional tribe, and people just can't seem to agree on whether or not that's appropriate or not no because even the tribes are saying well like i just said like you know most mascots are mythical creatures yeah like mustangs and you know uh, gators and or fighting like irish that. i've never seen two yeah. irish people fight no i've never seen two irish people f- well yes i have <laughs> not once have i seen that well what other mascots could be considered offensive pat the patriot well yeah uh what about the uh, purdue boilermakers I mean, you're promoting, you know, alcoholism 
amongst college students. You'll well, be damned again, if I ever see that anywhere. You're honoring college students. <laughs> what else? Come on. What did we get? Well, uh, my, uh, my alma mater back when I was going there, they were the Marquette Warriors. For years, they were the, the Warriors. Yeah. Not since the beginning. They changed their names to the Warriors, and they had a Native American mascot, mm-hmm. which they removed kept the name Warriors for a couple more seasons and then say, you know what? Warriors is an offensive term. So we will change it to something that makes no sense and has no connection to that campus whatsoever. And they changed it to the Golden Eagles. Now, Eagles are not made of gold, and there are no Eagles that fly over that urban area. So why would they name it that? Because they were scared stiff that there would be Native American groups that would uh, that would be that would bristle at the, the term warriors. I just I, I the thing that bothers me the most about it is like there are things that offend me all the time. Mhm. I just tend not to get myself involved with them. You know what I mean? Like I, easy. All right, fine. Uh, you you're using the uh, indigenous people as a mascot. Uh yeah, okay. Maybe, maybe I can see, you know, like we were just talking about the Cleveland Indians when you go, uh, you know, go full-on cartoon-like, uh, sure. you know, making fun of behavior. I guess I could kind of see that, how that would be right. not honoring a, a tribe. Washington Redskins, perfectly good example. That yeah. should have been removed years ago, but then you had uh, Dan Snyder holding back and just being belligerent about it as opposed to listening to any, you know, substantial argument against it. What about the Kansas City Chiefs? There's another one, but I, there's another one that probably should be changed. I just, uh, I mean, I guess if you if you you want to make them generalize, like you just said, the Golden Eagles, you change that from a warrior. Mm-hmm. What was the offensive part about the warrior? The mascot was a Native American, uh, you know, not even a character. It was like a silhouette almost. Yeah, I don't understand it, frankly, but. And I thought it was stupid that they changed it because, you know, there have been warriors throughout history long before we realized that they were Native American groups. Yeah. But yet they changed it. You know, uh, you got the Sun's Gorilla. That could be seen as offensive by sure. different people. I suppose. You got the Benny the Bull. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be offensive to livestock everywhere. Many of them have a real problem with that. What about the Jazz Bear from the Utah Jazz? Right. Yes. Or Bernie from the Milwaukee's Bucks. Uh, no, uh, that'd be the Brewers. Bernie Brewers were the Brewers. Oh, Bernie, wait a minute. Milwaukee Bucks, Bango. Bango oh, is Bango. Bango. Oh, I'm, I'm reading Bernie this Brewer is the one that's, uh, that goes down the slide into a giant mug of beer every time someone hits a home run. Ah, I gotcha. Well, that's offensive to alcoholics. It sure is because yeah. he's got to get out of that mug. You know, I just I, I just think that y- y- we go too far sometimes with these these bans on things, rather than turn it into an educational moment about why this might be offensive to certain groups. Mm-hmm. We just say, well, let's just forget about it, and then for years, it's just written in the history books as, yep, we just ended that because it was offensive. Well, Actually, why don't you turn that around and tell everybody why it's offensive? Tell her what is the yeah. real reason, and turn that into an educational moment and say. You know what? Maybe we can really honor these folks who uh, who were here before everybody else was by talking about their history rather than saying, you know what? 
You know, I actually liked when uh, when the Redskins went away, and it was called the Washington Football Team. Yeah, I actually kind of like that. Yeah, but you know what? I always confuse Washington D.C. with Washington State. Which which where are they from? D.C. They're from D.C. That's See, correct. I didn't know that. Yes. I thought they were from Washington State. No, up until uh, this whole controversy started, <laughs> they, they've already got one team in Seattle. And now I'm offended by the fact that uh, I, for years, didn't even know that that team was in Washington D.C. Well, calm down, Steve. Yeah, a man can only change so much. Uh, but, but yeah, that's that's kind of my take on it. it. Turn it into a teachable moment versus a erasing from history moment. Well, I, I that's kind of what we like doing now. We'd rather not look at the ugly parts of our history that made us what we are today so that we can learn not to repeat those same mistakes. We'd rather erase history so that we can but, <laughs> create those mistakes all over again. And that's exactly what my – thank you for, for backing me up on that yeah. because that's exactly how I felt about it. You, if, you, if you forget about all these horrible things that happened. Yeah. If you choose to rewrite history, it's because you're looking to change it yourself. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah, going to – that. That's a very deep comment. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get offended now and uh, <laughs> it's eight be by myself. It's 820 on Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 827 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be, well, I'll let Dan Brown give you the forecast. He's so good at it. Isn't he? He's terrific at it. He's a pro. He's, oh, he's a professional. That's guy's what he been does. Doing it, guy's been doing it forever. Yeah. The hell do I know about weather? Hey, it's a uh, shop Tuesday this morning at 9 o'clock. Go to rock102.com. You could save up to 30% off uh, to hypnotherapist Ruth Ann uh, Lundeberg. Uh, that's 9 o'clock on the Shop 30 store at rock102.com. Do not miss out on that. Starts at 9 o'clock this morning. There you go. All right. A hypnotherapist. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, what else we got? Oh, you know what? We got a guest coming in a little bit later on this hour. He's a lieutenant from uh, the Hadley Police Department. Going to be talking about uh, running the Boston Marathon. And he brought us breakfast sandwiches. That's very nice of him to do. You know, he's not eating that stuff because he, he's training. He's in training. He's in training. He can't eat that. Uh, he can't eat greasy breakfast sandwiches. He's like, let these two so fat much, bastards eat them. So much better yeah. to let the two sedentary guys yeah, right. enjoy it instead. <laughs> well, it's motivation for him, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. So we'll be talking with uh, Lieutenant Jesse Green coming up in about 15 minutes. We got news next to Rock 102. 833 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. With local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A Springfield man was arrested on gun charges after running out of gas on I-91 in Holyoke. Womp, womp, womp. On Friday, November 3rd, Trooper Angela Younger of the uh, Mass State Police came to the aid of a stranded motorist who had run out of gas. According to the police, the driver of the vehicle, 25-year-old Jamal Ramos of Springfield, informed Trooper Younger he was not able to make arrangements with anyone who could assist him to bring him gas. I'm not getting any younger here. <laughs> you either call somebody to pick you up or I'm towing it off the highway. <sighs> uh, Ramos also did not possess a valid license to operate a motor vehicle. That's where you start getting yeah, that's, into trouble. That's where he made the big, the big mistake. But on the other hand, you know, who among us... Uh, you know, sees the the uh, you know the gas tank going down low and always fills it right away. Don't you sometimes want to see how far you can take that before you completely run out? Well, have you ever been below the E? I have been on fumes before, Steve. I uh, I ran out of gas once. Once I ran out of gas. 
Okay. And I was on my way to a, a friend's house, and I had the kids with me, and we were down in uh, North Carolina, right? <laughs> and I'm driving to a friend's house, and this this was supposed to be a surprise visit. My friend's wife knew that I was arriving, but mm-hmm. uh, he didn't know I was I was going to be be getting there, right? Sure. So, I. It was following that distance to empty uh, gauge in the car. Uh, like, you know, it tells you how many miles you got left to empty. Right. And I'm like, ah, ah, ah 20 miles. Well, we can make that no problem. And then I forgot uh, after mile 30 <laughs> <laughs> that I probably should have stopped and yeah. got gas in the back. And I get, and I'm, uh, as I'm, Literally a mile away from my friend's home, the car just stalls. Yeah. And I have to pull over to the side of the road, and I realize I'm completely out of gas. Yeah. And then I had to call my uh, my friend's wife and say, hey, uh, you have a can of gas at your house? <laughs> and uh, she then had to explain to her husband that uh, the surprise is no longer a surprise. Uh, the real surprise is I have to go take this can of gas for your lawnmower and bring it down to your friend who forgot to fill up his tank. Yeah, I've uh, so. I've never I've never run out of gas. Yeah, but I remember uh, this goes back many many years ago where uh, I was down to E, mm-hmm. and E doesn't mean enough, by the way. I know, and I had been on E for quite a while, and even the little indicator that, that said you're about to run out of gas was uh, was uh, was on and illuminated. You know what? Oh, go ahead, keep going. Yeah. And uh, uh, the person in the car at the time with me said, "Oh, don't go to that gas station. Those prices are too high." Yeah. So I continued to drive. And I think, like, I probably had maybe, like, 12 more feet of gas in my yeah. tank, and I just rolled to the pump. Oh, see, that's perfect. Yeah. See, uh, at least you're in good shape that way. Yeah, but uh, I, I would have much rather had gas, like, three or four miles down the road Yeah. so that I wouldn't have to just kind of you know, blow on the dashboard to make sure I made it to the pump. Well, but you did it. I did it. You didn't I have made to it. do the Fred Flintstone move by sticking your foot out the door and uh, yep. r- r- rubbing the foot on the ground. Knock on wood, I was able to make it. I was reminded. I did. I, I didn't. You just run out of uh, uh, gas coming out of coming home from Worthington. I didn't run out of gas. I just knew I didn't have enough to make it back. So I I stopped at the place that looked like a gas station that wasn't operating. At all. Oh, really? Yeah, they had yeah. stopped uh, pumping gas back in the 1850s, <laughs> and uh, they still had the antique pump right sitting out there like they were still in business, but uh, they weren't, and the folks that uh, lived there uh, helped me out with a couple of gallons at least yeah. to get me back to, back to Huntington. I didn't actually run out of gas. I almost ran out of gas then, but that was probably the only two times that I really... Ran out of gas. Is this one of these situations where you told somebody that you were running out of gas, but in fact you just didn't want to go and see them? Yeah, pretty much. I can't come. I'm completely out of gas. No, no. That time at my friend's house, I was only a mile away from the house. I wouldn't have driven 800 miles only to say, yeah, I'm turning around and going back. I'm not talking, about, the, I'm, I'm not talking uh, <laughs> specifically about this yeah. incident. I mean, it's, like, it's a great way of saying I don't want to spend time with you. I am all out of gas. Yeah, yeah, that could be a that could be a good excuse. Yeah, it's I like, use it. it's like uh, kids were always a good excuse. Like young kids, mm. if you don't want to be somewhere, you'd be like, "I'm sorry, the kids are acting up. We got to go home." 
that's a good excuse to get out of a lot of things. Yeah, I. I'm who's going to take you to task on that? Well, someone would take me to task if I if someone said oh, I can't go because of my kids. Well, your kids are grown adults now, so that's, that's <laughs> yeah, different. I can't get away with that. No, when, but I'm talking about when they were little. How many you've gotten out of plenty of things because you said I had obligations with yes, my kids? Yes, of course. That's why you have kids yeah. to get out of obligations. Yes, I would rather uh, much be home than being with you. Today. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I would much rather spend time with people I love rather than the likes of you and the people you love, who I don't love. Yeah, I don't want, or care for. I don't want to go to lunch with you. You're boring, and my my screaming children are more fun than you are. Given a choice, I would rather be home changing diapers than eating a meal with you. That is the kind of person I want to hang out with, <laughs> is, is that. Uh, I'm looking for a feel-good story here so we can uh, end. I, I don't like to have like a horrible story going into a, like a feel-good interview. You know sure. I mean? It's a feel-good interview. It's a community service uh, thing that we're doing here. How about, uh, I'll give you the choice, holiday travel, uh, keeping secrets, mm-hmm. or uh, how many times people say thank you a year? Which one do you uh, want? Spin the wheel on that one, dude. I, you spin the wheel. I want you to choose. This is the choose your own ending news. I'm going to do that. Like, okay. Remember those books that we had when we were kids with the, you could choose your own ending? If you want to see... Uh, a different alternate ending, turn uh-huh. to page 56. If you want to see uh, this ending, uh, then keep reading. All right. Well, my choices are how many times to say thank you. Uh, what were the others? Tra- holiday travel. Holiday travel. And keeping secrets. Keeping secrets. Yeah. I'm going to say keeping secrets sounds the more right. intriguing. Well, that was the one I was going for. Anyway. All right, good. All right, you ready? Yes. If you do, oh, by the way, we have a we have a survey that we have to uh, uh, get okay. to. Are yeah. you ready? Yep. Survey said. If you uh, know uh, something about someone and you keep it a secret, some people might think that's a burden. But for others, it might make them feel more alive. Okay? Okay. A new study found that keeping secrets isn't always bad, particularly if it's good news. In those cases, keeping the secret can make people feel more energized and alive. It's still difficult to keep secrets because 76% of them uh, want to tell somebody immediately, even if it's good news. But keeping positive secrets can give people a lift because rather than worrying about it, they're spending the time imagining the exciting moment when the secret is revealed. Mm-hmm. The researchers decided to focus on positive secrets because the most of because most of the existing studies on secrets involve things we're pressured to keep quiet. Uh, yeah, they argue that this shows secrecy isn't in this that this shows secrecy isn't inherently bad for our well-being. The negative effects that people can experience from secrecy are mostly because the secret itself is negative or stressful. Yeah. I'm actually, if, if you tell me, listen, uh, I got something to tell you, but I don't want you to tell anybody. Mm-hmm. I never tell anybody. I never tell anybody. I keep my mouth shut. I'm not a, not a big mouth Betty where like everything, you know, I hear it and then it's out my mouth to tell everybody. Hey, I'm not supposed to tell you this. Don't tell anybody yourself, but you'll never guess what. You know what? Um, I don't usually do that. I don't give you the same respect. Why well, don't you expect that from If you. you tell me a secret, I'm way upstairs already with the hen house. Yeah, you know, no, I get it. With the gals up there, and they're pecking and gawking, and then they're telling. Many years ago, uh, someone uh, that I knew had a secret, and uh, and they told me, and uh, many years later, uh, that secret became more public uh, for any number of reasons. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, someone who I worked with very closely uh, asked, how come you didn't tell me this happened? Mm-hmm. And I said, because I was asked not to tell anybody. Mm-hmm. It's a secret. And I was willing to honor their wishes. Okay. That's the way I roll. You tell me something, I don't tell anybody. Um, I keep it to myself. All right, I got a secret for you. Yeah, what is it? You're an idiot. I don't like you. Steve, everybody what? knows that. Uh, well, but, yeah, That's but not I a always, secret. No, but I just wanted to let you know. Uh, don't tell anybody. Can you oh, keep no, that I, to yourself? Oh, I'm not telling anybody. Yeah, I know. I don't want anybody to know that. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just telling you uh, something in confidence. and, uh, and uh, <laughs> Yeah, I can hear your confidence. Yeah, I, I'm very confident about that. Okay. All right. <clears throat> I think we got to wrap it up here. Hey, you're a Pioneer Valley forecast today. Uh, it is going to be sunny with a high of 49. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 50. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. This is the one you've been waiting for, Manny's Black Friday Sale. All the trusted brands you want are on sale all month long. Looking for a new range for your holiday meal? All gas and electric ranges are on sale now. Get a great deal on a new refrigerator in every size and style. Or save time and money with a new washer-dryer from Manny's. Need to update your kitchen? Save hundreds, even thousands with Manny's package rebates. Don't miss out. This is the big one. Manny's Black Friday Sale. Shop with confidence. Shop at Manny's. So I have been in the operating room most of my career watching people. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 851 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 49. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 50. It is uh, 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, I, I haven't uh, really said very much about this, but uh, you know, due to uh, any number of uh, things I've I've officially called off my training for the Boston Marathon for this year. I've uh, I've decided I'm going to let uh, an Ethiopian or a Kenyan runner win the, uh, this year instead. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sure not going to stand in anybody's way. That'll work out for you just fine. Uh, in the studio with us is uh, Lieutenant Jesse Green from the uh, Hadley Police. You're going to be uh, running the Boston Marathon, aren't you? Yes, sir, I am. Yep. And uh, yep. tell us why you're doing that. Yeah, um, so I've wanted to run the marathon for a couple years now, and, and up until recently I didn't realize that you could run, you know, there's two ways to get in. You can either qualify with a time of, you know, for my age group, I think it's like three hours and 30 minutes, and I could never do that. So I uh, did a little research and found that you could also get in with uh, a charity group. So mm-hmm. I applied to, to two charities. One was the um, Cops for Kids with Cancer, and then the second was the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, just because I, I wanted to apply to something that's relevant to my sure. job as right. a police officer. Um, the cops for kids with cancer. Actually, both of them were full. They were um, they were already booked up. So I was like, okay, well, maybe 2025 I can do this again. Right. But then the next day I got a call from the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and one of the coordinators called and said, hey, are you still interested? Um, we got one spot that opened up. The, the female runner, she found out she was pregnant. And um, obviously six months from, from now she's not going to want to run 26.2 miles. Uh, nobody likes a quitter. You realize yeah, yeah, that, right? Yeah, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> right. I, I got a buddy who'd like to talk to her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in, all, in all seriousness, is all, the, all the money that you're going to be raising, you're, you're hoping to raise, what, about $10,000? Yeah, 10000 is my minimum. Hoping yeah. to go over that. Wow. I looked this morning, we're about 4400 so almost halfway. We, we were talking before we went on the year. This is, this is your very first full marathon you've yep. run a couple half marathons but yep. this is the first time you've gone the full 26 miles yep yep correct i've never the farthest i've ever run is about 
15 or 16 miles. Now, so. from what I understand, uh, Jesse, and, I, and uh, you, know, you probably know more about that, because once you get past the searing pain and the uh, and the crippling uh, nausea from all the dehydration, it's a piece of cake. Yeah, yeah. Once you get past all of that, it's easy to, to yeah, finish the bus. Yep. Exactly. And there's, exactly. There's, there's breaks along the way that they give you snacks and yeah. It's actually water. it's actually faster to run through the streets of Boston than it is to drive. Yeah, well, actually, that was that's part of my thoughts. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's going to be my motivation. Is see, see, I go the week before and just drive the course and say, "Hey, I did the Boston Marathon yeah. course." You know, that's all you need to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah start <laughs> in Hopkinton and but, in Boston. But we were also talking about the the training and how much you know goes into this. You mm-hmm. said you've done the half marathons and all that stuff, but you, like, how do you how do you say enough is enough for today? Like you're, you, each day when you go out there, you have a set amount of time or goal, goal uh, miles that you do. Uh, I'm part of a, with being on the team here, there's 10 other of, of us, and uh, we got a program. It's a 20-week um, scheduling plan to, to train for this. And, you know, each, each week you get a little bit farther with miles. And um, the furthest I run before the marathon is only 20 miles. So I don't even do the full 26 until the day of. But each week it gets a little, little, little longer. Like today, I ran seven miles, and then this was considered my short day. So Saturday yeah. or Sunday, I'll do, you know, ten to fifteen miles. Wait a and minute. Then, you you ran seven miles before you got to work? Yeah, yeah. Well, today I did wow. not. I I woke up at three thirty. I was not sleeping, so I I got up, went out for a run. But uh, yeah. So I have twenty weeks <laughs> yeah. to get ready for it. So each week it gets a little wow. a little longer. So now now, do you wear like a Fitbit? So when you run after a suspect, you're like, oh look at that, I yeah. got uh, point two. I got, got, yeah. got all my yeah, steps in that? trying yeah, to yeah, chase yeah, this, yeah, this yeah, guy yeah, down. Yeah, Accounts right. count towards my uh, my uh, rings on my watch. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, if somebody wanted to donate to you and help out, how would they go about doing that? Yeah. Uh, so my my flyer, my fundraising flyer, it's on a couple websites. Um, probably the easiest is Hadley Media. That's uh, the town's um, you know live access programming channel they have their own facebook page hadley media and it's also on the hadley fire association page and then um, one of my sponsors fern valley farm he posted it on his page too and we can share that for you on our morning show yeah that'd be great well so uh, you can find out all the information and how to uh to help uh lieutenant jesse green from hadley we appreciate the time you coming in this morning and uh running the boston marathon in april yeah thank you man thank you appreciate it good luck Thank you. It's 857 Rock 102. Rock 102 and feelgoodshoplocal.com want to hook you up for the